0: You're listening to Late Norman Talk with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin. Unscripted and real conversations with business leaders and marketing pros. And today we have Brent Fryer, the owner of BR Branding. Brent, welcome. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, do me a favor share a little bit about you and your business with our audience.
1: BNR Branding is a digital marketing firm. We build websites and uh, do all kinds of digital marketing for small businesses. Uh, we're focused in the Lake Norman area, but we've got clients all across the country.
2: So when you talk about digital marketing, that's you know, is that websites, search engine optimization, PPC, all those great things that I hear?
1: It, it's a little of everything. Uh, I like to call it alphabet soup. Um, we do a lot of uh, PPC and SEO. Um, we tend to take a different uh, approach to it than many companies do. We, we start with the optimization into things first because uh, that seems to make sense and get better results for our clients.
0: What are you finding as the most impactful uh, digital marketing tip today that somebody could get started on right away?
1: That's an easy one. Hire someone that knows what they're doing when it comes to building a website. Uh, you would not believe what people get uh, because there's no barrier to entry. Anybody that can work Photoshop or Dreamweaver can sell websites and it's, and they have no clue what they're doing. So expand on it a little bit. What do you mean? Well, the, the great example of this, I was sent a website uh, today by an agency that I do a lot of work for. Um, a guy just bought a brand new website for his company, spent $10,000 and I, I probably had a, a list of 15 or 20 things wrong on the homepage page. Uh, simple things like the, the logo wasn't created for mobile. So as soon as you look at it on a mobile device, you can't read what the logo says. Um, they didn't have phone numbers anywhere. There were no calls to action. There were no forms. And that's just on the home page. I didn't even need to look at the rest of the site to say someone who didn't know what they were doing built this
2: site. What is the typical cost of a website nowadays? What's the going rate for, uh, let's say, a 30-page website?
1: Well, the answer to that is very similar to the answer of, what's it cost to build a house? right? So it really depends, um, especially because these days we don't really build websites by the page. Everybody, well, most everybody is building websites with a content management system. So once you've got the content management system set up, adding new pages can be very simple. Um, so in general, we don't price anything up by, by the page. Uh, we price it out by the needs of the customer. So. If you go to a legit agency, usually a website on the low end, if you're doing just a brochure site, someone that's going to put something together that needs a homepage and a contact page and an about page, you could probably get something well done for probably in the four to $6,000 range. Um, it does go up significantly the better your designer is and the more you need. If you need something with e-commerce and you're going to... To someone that knows how e-commerce works and can set it up, um, expect to spend more than ten thousand dollars. It's very easy to spend a lot of money on a website, uh, depending on what the needs of the business are.
2: So, is uh, is search engine optimization is is this becoming more difficult because it's in a, it's a crowded market? So, let's, we'll take a look at like Charlotte. There's there is a person in line for for every single term, just you know paying a ton of money for. Paid ads, paying probably paying a ton of money for uh, SEO. Is is it is it is it a hard barrier to entry? Should people be afraid? Say, hey, this is going to be cost prohibitive.
1: Well, it kind of depends on the industry um, because, in my experience, some industries have companies that that are good at what they do. Um, If you're in real estate or the legal profession there's a lot of companies that specialize in servicing those uh, those types of companies and there's some pretty good ones so if you're in real estate yeah expect to spend a lot of money if you want to get it done right if you want to actually have results is for the typical small business owner it's probably not that bad because all of those things are relative to what your competitors are doing so if your competitors are doing it themselves or if they're hiring what you would think is a legitimate company um, a lot of companies like um I won't say any names, but there's a lot of big companies that do sales nationwide that they just churn through customers. They're not worried about doing quality work. They're worried about their salespeople have to close five leads a week, and they've got thousands of salespeople across the country. Um, those companies don't get great results because they're not hands-on. They're not staying on top of campaigns. So it really depends on what your competitors are doing and who's doing the servicing.
2: So, you know, there's a – there. There's this one thing that you hear from all business owners. As soon as they put their phone number online, they get that brand new phone number. They put their number into Google or whatever it shall be online. They start getting these calls. And these calls from a foreign accent that say, I'm with Google. I want to optimize your listing. Tell me all about that. I got that today, actually. Is that you punking
1: me? It may have been,
2: but... I won't say it.
1: Well, you're not a legitimate business unless you're getting those calls. Right. So uh, those are really common, um, and everyone can expect to get those. And the general rule of thumb is unless you're spending a really huge amount of money with Google, they're not going to call you. Right. Right. So it, it's the the reason they're able to say that is because it takes about three minutes to sign up and get a Google account and say you're with Google. Everybody's a Google partner. So they're not lying, but they're
0: also not telling the truth. That's a great tip. Um, let's dig into sites a little bit because, you know, we all get it. Right. But the the typical business owner doesn't in this way. But, you know, the Wix site. On TV, it looks just like that WordPress one you're gonna do or the Weebly site. What's the difference? Because those costs are nothing or next to nothing. What is at the end of the day, design aside, what are we really talking about? The big difference between a
1: Wix or a Weebly type site is you have no control over anything that they don't allow you to. So you can't customize anything. And that's by design. They're servicing literally tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of customers, so they can't make a code change to accommodate one person's needs. If it doesn't get propagated throughout the network, they're not going to do it. Um, And frankly, they don't really care what you think, because at $49 a month, if you quit, they're not going to notice. So that's one of the issues. And then the other big issue that a lot of people forget about is when you pay a fairly large sum of money for a website, it's an asset. So if you get mad at your designer, or your developer, or your hosting company, you can take your website elsewhere and you're not starting over from scratch. If Wix suddenly decides to make a change to their system and you don't like it and you want to leave, you don't have anything. You don't own the website. You don't get to take it somewhere else. You're starting from scratch.
2: Basically, you're renting an apartment versus buying a home.
0: Bingo. You're building no equity and it's, and it's never yours. It sounds right? like the you know apartment in the hood. Based on what you're saying, too, at two hundred dollars a month,
2: I don't know. necessarily think it would be that. I think there's like a time and a place. I think it's you know budgetary restrictions. Hey, I've got this idea, small business. I'm going to do that. But eventually, you're going to have to get to the point where I need to be serious about this because people don't have a yellow pages book up under their couch like they did in the '80s or somewhere in the kitchen next to the rotary dial phone. Uh, they just have online, right?
0: Well, actually, we know somebody that has a Rolodex. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to see phased that. And he's it. listening.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's absolutely true. Um, there is a time and a place for those sites when there are budgetary constraints, but um, at the end of the day, they're so limited in what they're capable of doing um, and not only that, the person running the site makes a big difference. Um, if you're a business owner, you may be the best plumber in Charlotte, but you probably don't know two licks about what it takes to run a website, um, and you're not going to learn in the 20 minutes a day that you're managing your
2: site. So what should people expect? So they get started out doing search engine optimization, not necessarily the paid ads, but they're, they're doing that. What should their expectations be on results? Because I think people have some lofty ideas based on these calls that they're receiving or these little ads that they, unsolicited emails that they receive about advertising their business online.
1: Well, one of the big things that uh, any business owner needs to look at is, uh, number one, what's the cost? Uh, Get quotes from several different companies and see where someone's at. Uh, Usually, if someone's trying to sell you a service for a couple hundred dollars a month, uh, you're probably not going to get any return on investment. Um, If you use a simple rule of thumb of approximately $100 an hour, that's probably on the lower end of what an agency would typically charge, uh, and then figure out how many hours of work you think someone's going to be putting. So for search engine optimization, um, if you're getting billed 250 bucks a month, they're only doing two and a half hours worth of work approximately. Uh, That's not a whole lot. So, when an agency comes and tells you that your your search engine strategy is going to run fifteen hundred dollars a month, they're spending 15 hours on your website that's a little bit more reasonable that's going to give them enough time to get something done. so you know, that's one easy way to look at it. It's not entirely accurate, but it'll give you a pretty good idea of what to expect.
0: Brent, if you could just you know enlighten your customer out there you' the one who hasn't called yet and reasonable expectations, uh, along the lines of just marketing, right? Cause at the end of the day, websites, SEO, it's all about marketing, getting in uh, new leads, new business. What, you know, what's, what's something that could apply to every single person out there, no matter their business. All right. Um, measure and compare that
1: is probably that applies to everything. Uh, whenever you make a marketing decision, whether that marketing decision cost $100 or $500, you need to determine how much revenue you got, what it, what other expenses were involved in getting that business, and did you actually make any money? Um, a lot of people forget about that, is they'll go out and spend $500 on ads, and they'll land a job for $500 and go, oh, well, it paid for itself, or they'll get two jobs, and oh, we made 1000 bucks. great, we doubled our money. But really, when you figure in the margins, they didn't make anything. They may have lost some money, and... At the end of the day, a marketing decision that doesn't earn positive ROI is a bad marketing decision. You should stop doing that.
0: And, and talking about content specific, uh, whether you're running a social media ad or just content on websites, you know, 2018, what do you find is the best content uh, style that works to, to get in front of your target audience?
1: It's something that gives value to your audience, people go online to figure out everything these days. So if you're giving quality content that people can use, um, that's, that's going to be a home run for you. That's why you see a great example of this is a lot of companies use recipes. Anybody involved in the health industry in any way is publishing recipes because that's something that everybody can use. Um, there's entire, it's in turned into an entire industry, you can go online and there's websites centered around crock pot cooking because people are always in a hurry. You can throw something on a crock pot, get it started in the morning and now it's ready to eat. When you get back that adds value. So people can put those online and customers are going to remember that when they need to make a purchase.
0: Yeah. But circling back to, like you said, you've been doing websites since Moses was around to today type of content, you know, value is key. But, you know, is, is, is it good to have pages with 5,000 words on it? Do you want to have pictures? Do you want to use video? What makes sense for everybody right now? What makes
1: sense for everybody, unfortunately, is pretty lofty. What we know works uh, is unrealistic for the typical business owner because what works best is being put together by, pe- by people whose business is making content. So in a perfect world, you would produce a blog post that's 2,000 words, has a video, and an infographic. Um, but that probably took a team of four or five people a week to put together. Um, when you're a business owner trying to get by week to week, there's just no, no way you can produce that. Um, the, so the better quality the content is, the better results you're going to have. Uh, but at the end of the day, remember, it's relative to what your other guys, what your competitors are doing. So the chances that uh, very many businesses are doing that is very slim. So as long as you can put together a four or 500 uh, word blog post, um, you know, throw some 30 second, 60 second videos together, that's going to be better than what most people are doing. And you will get better results. It's not optimal, but it's better than what everyone else has. Uh,
0: What what kind of advice can you give those young marketing professionals out there getting started that are working for You know, medium to large size companies, and you know they just graduated with that marketing degree, and they're excited, and they have the iPhone ten, and they're like, "Yeah, I can shoot video." What general advice can you offer them, being you know professional twenty plus years getting results for clients? Wow, that's it's been a long time since I was that
1: guy. Um, For someone new in this business, I think it's important not to get ground down Um, because if you're working for an agency, you're Probably there's lofty expectations of what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and this, this should be a fun industry. Um, I have a good time in this industry. I love it. Uh, so I think trying to get away from where you're going to be stuck filling quotas all the time is probably the best advice I'd give someone. I know you've got to have a job, but uh, you know when you've got to go out and make 100 phone calls and talk to 10 clients and manage a bunch of campaigns, that could be it's a long week.
2: So if you already had a website, let's say you had a website and it was perfect, right? Let's say you, you built the website, right? It was perfect and nothing else was going on. What is the first thing that you would do? So in a perfect world, what's the, if, 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 if you only had to do one thing, what would be that one thing that you do?
1: If I could only pick one thing, I would recommend the service that I make the least amount of money on. And that's pay-per-click, um, a lot of people say, oh, I never click on the ads or, oh, that never works. Well, Google makes billions and billions of dollars on ads that nobody ever clicks on. Um, but it's like turning on a light switch. If it's done well, you should start seeing new business coming in. I won't say immediately, but very quickly. Uh, you don't have to wait for months and months. You should start seeing the business very quickly. And, it, and there's great return on investment when it's done right.
0: Um, share with us a, a fun story and a project that you worked on where... Maybe it didn't go the way you thought, but it was a lot of fun, and the client didn't fire you at the end, but it was happy. Wow. All right. Um,
1: I'll tell you. Oh, I can tell you about this one because uh, he's retired and he sold his business now. Um, But I had a a friend of mine that I met through B&I. And when he came to me, he decided that um, it was time to get his website into the 21st century. So this was probably back in about 2008, 2009. And when I met him at his office and got the first look at his website, I literally laughed out loud because it looked like someone had gotten a hold of front page and used the marquee and the animated GIF tool (laughs) and just threw it all over his website. It was it was frankly it was embarrassing. Um and I couldn't help but laugh. And he didn't take too much offense to it. And he ended up hiring me and we built him a great website. But it was um it was one of those moments where you're trying to be serious and you just can't because it's such a bad
0: situation. So as a marketer, as a business owner, um and, and a lot of our listeners are those things, what are you struggling with today that you know you're working on in your business?
1: Growth. Growth in this uh, this industry can be tough um, because good salespeople are very hard to come by. Uh, the type of sales staff that knows this industry that can sell it well is very they're very they're very rare. Uh, the guys that are good at it are doing it themselves. Um, so. That's probably the biggest uh, hurdle that uh, anybody in my industry is probably running into right now.
0: And have you seen uh, trends in the way you capture new business for B&R branding from 15 years ago to even a year ago? I know it's a lot of referrals because you're connected in B&I and you've been doing that a long time. But, you know, how are you doing some grassroots marketing yourself to get results?
1: Well, uh, we're applying what actually what we do for our clients um at the end of the day good marketing is good marketing regardless of what industry it's in so we're moving to automate we're moving to do all those things that we tell all of our clients you should be doing this um and that's what we're starting to do it's just a matter of you know the cobbler's kid has no shoes when you got to do it for yourself it's a little harder to do
0: but the the results speak for themselves and totally relate to that chuck what are your thoughts
2: uh, you know, well, I have a lot of questions. I have like a ton of questions, but we only have a few seconds. Um, what, you know, one more question before we end is, um, in the way of paid ads. So if you had to do the paid ads, um, would you do, do you do them with Google? Do you do them with Facebook? Where do you see where the growth – where is the growth going to be in paid ads? Where are you going to get your bang for the buck nowadays?
1: There's basically two places to go on it, uh, and the one that I recommend is going to be based on uh, the type of business you have. Uh, if you've got a service industry type uh, business where people have an immediate need, their toilet is clogged right now, their sink is clogged right now, their air conditioner is broken right now, you need to be on Google Um, because the first thing they're going to do is they're going to whip out their phone and they're going to do a search, and you need to be at the top of that search. There's multiple ways to be there, including paid ads, but that type of I need service has to be Google. Um, If you're in other types of industries uh, where health and uh, wellness type industries where it's not necessarily a right now kind of a thing, Facebook by far is the best bang for your buck because it's very easy to target very narrowly. Uh, where you're not advertising to 10 million people, you're advertising to 100 people. So it's much, much cheaper to reach 100 people than it is 10 million. So if you're in an industry where people aren't necessarily searching for your service, but they can be influenced by seeing ads and videos and such, Facebook is absolutely the best bang
0: for your buck. Well, Brent, thanks so much for stopping by the studio today. Uh, Best way anybody can reach you would be? Easiest way is right on our website, it's bnrbranding.com,
1: we've got forms, phone numbers, whichever way you'd like to reach out to people, we can handle that.